Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. They've talked to us about on one of our GM calls how it might be a condensed schedule next year, more so than in the past. As you know, there's been a there's been a big drive to avoid back to backs and certainly four and five nights, but we might find ourselves in a situation next year where where it's going to be much more condensed. That's Atlanta Hawks general manager Travis Schlenk talking about the condensed schedule because they want to get all 82 games in, but they've got to start late because the playoffs could go until October 12th. So if you turn around and start December 1, apparently they want to finish before the Olympics. They don't want to move the draft too much. So there you go, PK. Get ready for four games and five nights and a condensed schedule. Still has to be collectively bargained, but sounds like they're partway down that road already. Yeah, fine with me. Whatever schedule that they want to play, I don't care. I'll be in. If they want to move it to Christmas to August or if they want to move it up to September to end of May, I really don't care. I'm going to be watching no matter what. Whatever they want to do is fine with me. Because we love our basketball, and if it's on, we're going to be watching it. Yeah, absolutely. That's well said. It's too bad because I do think getting away from four games and five nights was a good idea, and hopefully this is just a one-off unusual circumstances because I do think that improves the product. I think the the teams, by the time you get to that fourth game and five nights, you're not as good. But that may be that may be the deal in the short run. Yeah, but we already see so many players sitting out as it is, so they're going to sit out even more. Yes. Really, as far as the product goes, uh, I'm not not exclusively, and this is extreme, but I almost view the regular season as just passing time until we get to the playoffs. Now, it's not that entirely. It's not that entirely by any stretch, but. If they're going to have that stuff, as long as the playoffs are the same and everybody's ready to go in the postseason, and that's where, to me, uh, i got to have that. So if i got to make sacrifices, I don't want them at the expense of the playoffs. I want them at the expense of the regular season. Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr said he hopes NBA will let the eight teams that did not get sent to Disney World for the bubble Hopes they get a mini camp in advance of training camp. And Kerr says if that happens, he says Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green will all be able to participate. And we don't need to get ahead of ourselves because we're going to finish this season. But think think how good the West was this year, and then think the Warriors will be back. Instead of being 15, will they be – I don't know where they'll match up, you know, 1-2, the, the Lakers, the Clippers. But it's hard to imagine if those guys come back that they won't be a top-four team in the West. With the top-five draft pick in tow. The West, more stacked than ever. Was it more stacked than ever? I'd have to debate that. I'd have to look at that. It may be better than it was this past season, but more stacked than ever? I'd have to research that before I sign off on that. Well, we're going to have time to research that, so we'll go ahead and do that later on. Uh, the uh, You can. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get locked to do it. He'll report to us. Longtime NBA player Brian Shaw has been named the coach of the new G League team. It's going to feature the NBA drafts prospects Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, 
They're going to debut that in the 2020-21 season. This just feels like a stopgap. While they're negotiating all this stuff, negotiate the return of the draft to 18, and let's get on with it. That's where we're going. We all know we're going there. Let's hurry up and go there. 18? Why not go 17, 16, 15? 18 years old, you're an adult, you're done with high school, and I don't know how many guys at 17 would be ready to play in the NBA anyway. So, 18. (laughs) But at 18, they are. All right. (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I still don't think they've gotten it right. Until they apologize specifically to Colin Kaepernick uh, or sign him to a team, I, I don't think that they will end up uh, on the right side of history. Uh, at the end of the day, they have listened to their players. They've donated money. They've created an inspired change platform. They've tried to do things up until this point. Uh, it's been one player in particular that they have not or that they've ignored and have not acknowledged, and that's Colin Kaepernick. That's Malcolm Jenkins, the New Orleans Saints safety saying the efforts have uh, fallen short for all the things they've done right. They've still left one out. And this is just... For, for me sitting here, this looks uh, symbolic, PK, because... And, and probably, uh, you know, people don't like to admit they're wrong. I mean, that's not, like, the most fun thing we get to do as people. But it's important to some of the players, and it's it, I think it's probably important to Kaepernick, although we haven't heard him say it. And... Goodell already went down this road with the apology on Friday that surprised us. If you go further, what's the harm to the NFL? And if they don't go further, I still think the NFL is going to be this... I mean, they've made mistakes before, they'll make mistakes again. They're still going to be this wildly popular sport. So I don't want to say it's... On on one level, it's not important because the NFL is going to be what the NFL is going to be. On another level, human relationships, if you make a mistake, apologizing, all that stuff is important. Why not just do it? I mean, it... Do what? Well, when Goodell said he was sorry, we knew what he was talking about. And why not just name Kaepernick? Also, to the players, they know it's Kaepernick and that's what he's apologizing for. Does he have to name it? Uh, yeah, a lot of people would say that apology was political. What, yeah. what was he really sorry for? Yeah. And if he said Colin's name now, wouldn't that the same thing hold? I mean, yeah, those be who believe it yeah. are going to believe it. And those who don't are not. And right. I don't know how... It doesn't matter how wildly popular they are. It's how much money did you lose because of that situation last year. There was a lot of folks who were turned off by it. And I thought revenues were down in the 19 to 20% range, or was it the year before? So wildly popular, that's a relative term. If you make X amount of money, well, the next year you're expected to make X amount of more money. And if you don't, doesn't matter how wildly popular you are, you're losing money. And nobody wants that. No, yeah, you're not, you're not making as much as you could have. Nor, uh, New yeah. Atlanta Falcons running back Todd Gurley. Passed his physical, signed a one-year, $5.5 million deal with the franchise uh, more than two months ago. So the deal's not new. The fact he passed his physical, obviously, he was dynamic. The Rams were great. They were in the NFC title game. They got a great call against the Saints. Great no call. Got to the Super Bowl and lost it. But then he wasn't the same last year. They were a 500-ish team, and now he's moving on. It's how quickly things change. And the question is, he passed the physical... 
Is he really going to be able to do it week after week? Is he going to do it occasionally? Is he just going to be a shell of his former self? He's getting paid like he's going to be a shell of his former self. I mean, he was so dominant two years ago when he was healthy. Yeah, you never know about those running backs, man. They seem to come and go so quickly sometimes. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. It's not a racist football program. I think when you look at racism as a whole, you know, as a country, that's what it was founded on. And so the fact that it came out in this manner, in this time, was the worst time that a conversation of peace like this could have happened. That's former Clemson star Taj Boyd saying the Clemson Tigers program isn't racist. Uh, We've had other ex-players, DeAndre Hopkins most notably, saying that he doesn't even want to, when, when they introduce the players at the start of a broadcast, he doesn't even want to say he's from Clemson because he doesn't like what's been going on there. So, yes, you have to be in the program and know how you were being treated, but different players saying different things about Clemson right now. Okay. After 10 years, former USC star running back Reggie Bush's disassociation from the university is expected to come to an end, according to multiple reports. Timing comes as a result of an NCAA Committee on Infractions rule adopted in 2017 that limits any mandated disassociation between an individual and a school to 10 years. That started for him on June 10, 2010. Here we are on June 10, 2020. So he can go stand on the sideline and donate money if he wants. I guess he could get hired as a coach if he wanted. I don't know that he wants that. So he can he can go back to SC and be around. Great. What else would you do? What else is this going to let him do? Or is it just symbolic? I think it's largely symbolic. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, when the Utes played there, he was on the sideline because he was on the broadcast, right. if you recall. So there was that connection. To, to, to me, he was never not a member of the Trojans. I mean, he was a phenomenal player. I don't know that he lived up to it. At the, at the pro level, but when you were that good, that's almost impossible to live up to at the pro level. He was pretty good as a pro, but he was just sensational. I mean, he was so electrifying uh, when he was playing there in college. So, yeah, I think that that's probably a little more symbolic. I don't know what type of relationship he wants to have. Uh, maybe, uh, I, w- I would think he'd want some, though. I mean, that's where you played, and that's, that's your school. You know, you, and when you're in the pros, there's very few players can say, that's my team, because they move around a lot. Well, most of them, and some of them obviously move around in college too, but most of them just have that one, particularly if you're a great player, there's no need to transfer because a lot of the times the transferring is a result of a lack of playing time. Well, if you're really, really that good, obviously you're going to get that playing time. So what is he, you know, as far as an NFL guy? Because he played for multiple teams, right? He just didn't play for the Saints the whole time, right? Or no, he, he did move around, but I do yeah. think of him as a Saint. But right. you know, the we all, bulk of his career. We always talk about you go where you had your most success, where you're the most beloved. Well, <laughs> that's LA. That's USC. That's you know. So he does get to do that. Uh, you know, he, he grew up in San Diego, so I, I don't know if you want to. You got the money to live anywhere after playing in the NFL. You're doing the broadcasting thing, kind of ties you to the games in the LA studio. Well, yeah, they're in Southern California yeah. doing that pregame show. Yeah, you go where you had your most success. That's why, at my heart, I will always be a St. Peter the Apostle Panther. <laughs> Jersey, baby. <laughs> Storange. 
Penn State's using technology to move forward in recruiting, creating virtual combines for football prospects. The Nittany Lions have virtual combines to evaluate the current class as well as some underclassmen. And they're going to have uh, give recruits an opportunity to get themselves in front of coaches. They've got a website, a Twitter account, guiding prospects on the process. The normal thing to do in the olden times was you go to a camp at the school and be in front of the coaches and, and be seen and interact with them there. So the, the Nittany Lions have set all of this up, see if they can get an edge in this next recruiting class. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea, but I think a large portion of it is the film that you're doing in the high school games anyway. So this seems like an adjunct to it. I don't know that it's going to supersede the actual games. You know, in a lot of these sports, particularly in basketball and baseball, it's these tournaments away from the high school season that you go. I've been to a number in basketball and baseball. I've been to these, and there's all sorts of scouts there where if you go to a high school game, because it's during their season, there's not that many. Well, in football, it, it isn't as quite as influenced in the offseason. Certainly those camps are a big deal, but a lot of it is what you have in the season, and you have this film, and you send the film on, and so that has become a production. You know, It's a first-class production to create a player XYZ's film that they send on to the college. So I think this will augment it, as opposed to being the primary. You know, I think the difference with football, baseball, and basketball, just what you said right there, you know, when you have to evaluate players on the high school games, the level of competition can vary so wildly. Whereas when they get them in these basketball tournaments, um, in these uh, baseball tournaments, you know, the uh, are the area code games still a big deal? For a long time, they were a big deal. And it would get the best players together so you could see the college-level athletes against each other as 15, 16, 17-year-olds as opposed to seeing a college-level athlete beat up on somebody in a game who's never going to be a college-level athlete. They're just not. Right. And I think that's why we see some of the misses we see in football and we rely on the star system a little more in basketball, but it's judged because you've already seen these kids against other college-level kids. So, All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. You know, they have by far the best deal of any players in any sport. And, you know, that's why you see the other sports uh, coming back pretty quickly because they're they're aligned with the players. They've got, you know, the more the revenue, the, the more the players get, you know, based on a on a formula. Uh, we don't have that in baseball. Uh, the players have always fought for whatever they can get in a nego- individual negotiations, and it's been to their benefit. That's Cardinals owner Bill DeWitt Jr. on Major League Baseball players being in the best position in sports. Negotiating in the public, putting a little pressure on the players there. You got a great deal. The industry isn't very profitable, to be honest, he said. No line of people waiting to get in it, but it isn't profitable. I can hear players shrugging already. Can you hear someone shrug? Uh, I get your point. Uh, Yeah, I, I just don't get into this, man. I'm a baseball fan. I'm not a labor fan. So those guys can haggle back and forth, and I'm going to not let that ruin my enjoyment of the game. And the game that I love is not just reduced to or limited to Major League Baseball by any stretch. So I'm just not going to get involved because I didn't grow up when I was 8, 9, 10 years old playing the game. Roman, 
the fields that I played in, my Little League field, and every time I go back to my hometown, I drive by the field, walk around it, because it meant something special to me. It was sacred ground, and labor had nothing to do with it. So... (laughs) I remember as an 11-year-old going over to the concession stand and getting some candy, and then we went up and had a players-only meeting. Decided how much more candy we were going to demand before the All-Star game started. Who, who did that? And I think of all the sports, I think baseball has a romantic romanticism in our lives as young boys, whatever it might be, playing catch with your father and all that stuff. And it's the renewal of spring in so many areas of the country. And so that has a special place, you know, baseball, Ray, and the Field of Dreams. You build it, they'll come. So I'm not going to let these ding-dongs rule it, ruin it for me. Uh, Major League Baseball Players Association made a proposal, so they're still talking. I thought the interesting thing there was, and this would get some more money for the owners, and I think it's something that they've got to pursue. Uh, It was an 89-game season, but it was an expanded 16-team playoff, and the players' salaries are based on regular season games. The postseason money would presumably help the owners recoup some of their losses, and 16 teams. We we had the eight teams forever. They added the the two more wild cards and went to 10, which I think was a good idea, and going to 16 for a year, hey, maybe the Padres could make it, huh, PK? What odds would you give the Diamondbacks to getting in? Uh, 16, would they? how would they do that, though? I mean, what, I when assume, you're jumping from 10 to 16 to just the next best records? That what, that, what I didn't, yeah, I would assume it's the next best records, although they didn't announce that. And what I was curious about that I haven't been able to find, and if somebody's seen something out there, they can hit us up on uh, Twitter, David DJ James. Uh, you know, would they be three of five series? Would they be two of three? I, I, I think they'd go three of five because I don't think you'd want, um, you, you know, as a, as a one, two, three, four seed, you, you want to be knocked out by some 500 team in a three of five series because they got one good pitcher and he plays well twice and they, they steal one other game and they knock you out. Uh, I assume three of five, not two of three, but I don't know. I don't know what they do. More games would be more revenue for the owners. You know, there'd be more games on TV, and the networks would pay more for them, I would think. So, yeah, that's probably the common ground. There is the uh, all right. We're gonna we're gonna expand the playoffs, and that's where you're gonna make up your money. All right, what is trending? Is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up today. Are you ready for a little golf? The PGA Tour returns tomorrow. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, will be here at 8.30. Ross Dellinger, national college football writer for Sports Illustrated, will talk football with us coming up at 9.30 this morning. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.